Welcome in this week to a Hall of Fame edition of Mox on the Mic. I'm Chris Goforth. Glad to have you with us. As always this week, you can find uh, Mox on the Mic wherever you get your uh, podcast from. Maybe it's uh, through Apple Podcast or wherever it may be. We appreciate uh, you subscribing to the podcast. Make sure you, uh, you rate and review as well. We certainly appreciate that. It just helps folks find us, and it helps us be able to find Mox fans like you. We've got uh, a special. This is going to be a two-part podcast, so you'll get one part of it today, and then you'll get another part of it later on. But recently, there were the latest inductees into the UTC Hall of Fame, and that ceremony took place on a Friday night in Chattanooga. It was actually the Friday night prior to the final men's and women's basketball uh, games of the season that were played on a Saturday. But this was a a Friday night, and we had the opportunity to spend some time with a couple of the folks going in the Hall of Fame. We'll start first. First conversation you're going to hear is from Kerry Waller. Uh, Kerry, a wrestler for the Mox from 1979 until 1983. He was a three-time Southern Conference champion, won the league title in 79 81 and 83. He qualified for the NCAAs each of those years and helped the Mox to a school record 14th place finish in 1993. So, without further ado, here he is, the now Hall of Famer, Kerry Waller. Uh, well, first off, welcome back. Well, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. What does it mean? What to be able to mean? come back and be able to get this honor now. Wow, it's just uh, it caught me off guard. I didn't uh, realize that UCC even had a Hall of Fame of anything, football, basketball, wrestling, whatever it might be. I just didn't didn't think there was, but uh, I got a call, and a short time after that I got a confirmation from the AD and very excited about it, very humbled by it, yes. Take us a little bit through your career at, at UTC. Okay. First off, how did you end up here? Well, my brother, uh, Rick Waller, which was a UTC wrestler a couple right. years before I was, and I already I, I knew Coach Morgan because he was – some of the tournaments I went to, I, he was coming up talking to me all the time. And, and I was coming up and watched Rick wrestle and knew the guy, a lot of the guys already and and uh, just happened to be that uh, I decided to come here. I, I, it felt like home because I already knew everybody. And I liked Coach Morgan quite a bit. So who was better, you or Rick? Oh, we were both good. <laughs> <laughs> we were both good. Yeah, was it, was there a sibling rivalry between you two no, when it came to no, no no not at all not at all Mm-mm. not at all that experience for you uh, at that time in the early eighties the the roundhouse as we called it back mm-hmm. then was just beginning to to open uh, you were here during the I guess uh, the, the last few years of at least basketball wise yeah. of McClellan yes. being mm-hmm. the scene. Um, but a little bit about Chattanooga Athletics and, and what you remember going on at, at that oh, point. Oh, just remembered uh, McClellan Gymnasium where we wrestled all the time. In fact, I just went it today. It's so so different. The school has grown so drastically. I went through with my wife when we first got here, and and I didn't know where I was. And it's just, you didn't even go to this school, did you? I said, well, I spent five years up here. I should know where, <laughs> where everything was, but I certainly didn't have changed so much. But, no, you know, UTC wrestling was uh, exciting in McClellan Gymnasium because it was a pretty good crowd there all the time. And, and uh, just uh, just felt like home, and it was just very exciting to be here. Now, you know this year they've moved it over to McKenzie. Oh, they wrestle the arena, in the big, big arena. Cut the lights off. Wow. Wrestle under the spotlight. Oh, it's a, okay. You guys would have uh, – That's a little different than what we did. That's yeah. Right. It's a it's, little different. Yeah. It is It is a little different, but I think that speaks to the growth 
of the sport Absolutely. here. You bet. Absolutely. I always say, and I, I tell people all the time, there is not a better group of alumni on this campus, athletic-wise, academic-wise, whatever, than the former wrestlers. Really? Well, I felt that because I've seen a lot of my friends come up. I saw them yesterday, and I haven't seen them in 35 years, and uh, just felt like I left, you know, saw them a week ago, that type of thing. But uh, The brotherhood. The brotherhood. It's always a common yeah. bond. We're always together and have a lot of guys coming in tonight. My brother's back flying in from Dallas. Is coming tonight. My my wife and brother-in-law, son-in-law, and my daughter came as well. And there's probably going to be 15, 20 people that I know there from the wrestling team. Yes, it is a brotherhood, no doubt. Yeah, no, no doubt. it's there's it, it's unlike anything that I think I have ever the the bond that you guys have. Yeah, well, that's what is, makes it special. different. It's different it than what basketball or football or or even that. the baseball guys from yeah. back in the day. It's different yeah, for you I, guys. I agree with that. It's exactly what makes it special. It's not just the you know, UTC is one thing and Chattanooga is another, and but but the bond you have with the guys that went through it with you is, is what makes it special. What do you remember most? Give me a match. Give me a Give match. Give me a match. Oh, is there man. a match that you remember the most personally? Uh, well, the I, the Southern Open, my freshman year. I uh, won my first match. I think believe it's a guy in Kentucky. And that's back when SEC all school, SEC schools were wrestling. And uh, I won that match. And I was up against Oklahoma State's number one guy in the second round. I beat him 10 to 11. It was a close match, but I did win. That's probably one of the – when I first got started, that was the biggest match. You told me earlier that you still watch college wrestling. Oh, as much as I can, yeah. I watch Big Ten Channel all the time. Yeah. What is your thoughts on – the current state of it. Do you do you keep up with it? I mean, look, there's there's not a lot of programs, especially in the uh, in the southeast, that still offer it. Yeah, I know it is. It's changed. You know, we had when I was here, we, you know, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, all that Florida, LSU, Auburn, Kentucky. They all had teams. Georgia. They all had really good wrestling teams, and they just all faded away. In the you know for. For certain reasons, obviously, probably financial. I mean, I'm sure that's what it was. But uh, whatever, Chattanooga's always had a team and always were really good in this area. We could compete against anybody in this area, area for sure. What weight class did you wrestle? I wrestled at? 42, 142 my freshman year, and then 150 the last three years I was here. The cauliflower ear's gone. Never had that one. Really? Never had that problem. Your wife life. is thankful. My uh, brother never had that problem either. I never wore headgear in practice. My brother never did. I've never had a problem with my ears, never. So bring us up to speed on what you've been up to since you left Chattanooga. Uh, when I got out of uh, school, I went to uh, Dallas. My, my father, I, I, in truth, my dad and mother, uh, mother and father wouldn't have been transferred back to Dallas. I probably would still, I might have probably stayed in Chattanooga the rest of my life, but uh they did, so my Rick and I left, and we went to Dallas, and uh, well, in between Dallas, Arlington, Texas, and I stayed there. I've been in the automobile business for the last 35 years until I retired. You had the unique opportunity that every one of these guys that are over sweating on a mat today in, in McClellan Gym want, and that's the opportunity to compete at the NCAA. Yes. Mm, I did. What mm-hmm. was it like? What What year did you go? Did I went. You go I, I, I went my freshman year. One one national one conference. My uh, freshman year. So I went my freshman year. Four of us went uh, to. Uh, I believe it was Iowa State. Yes, it was it was in Iowa State, and uh, it was exciting. My, f- you know, noon on a Thursday afternoon, there was fifteen thousand people there, for for uh, opening round. So it's exciting. So yeah, it's really exciting. No doubt. That atmosphere. Oh, it's, just, it's, a, it's electric. Yeah, it was 15,000 people on a Thursday afternoon. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
Didn't fare too well, but I did. I was there. <laughs> hey, you, you got there, right? That's I got what's there. Important. Yeah, I didn't fare too well. But That's what's important. There, yes. You spent a red shirt year. I did spend a red shirt year, yes. Tell us about that. Well, was, I, was that due to injury? I'd been hurt a little bit. I had hyperextended my knee really bad several times. It was bothering me. My shoulder was hurting, you know, that type of thing. And so I just you know, went to Coach Morgan. I said, I think I'm just going to set out a year. And he said, Dad, it's fine with me. Let's do it. So I just read. No, it wasn't anything would probably stop me from going, but I wasn't 100%. Probably would have been out the first quarter of the year. So I decided just uh, to take it, and I did, and came back. Tell me about Coach Morgan. Oh, wow, special man. I I knew him, you know, when Rick was here, and, and I was always up here. And he's, every time get, our high school team came to to uh, Chattanooga, even Nashville, he was there. And he was hounding me pretty good, you know. And so I, I, I told him I probably was going to come anyway when I was a junior. He was after me when I was a sophomore and wanted me to commit. And I said, no, I'm going to wait for a while. So not that I wasn't going to come because I know I was going to come no matter what. But uh, he's a special man, new good man. I spent five years with him and can't say anything, one thing bad about him. He's just a superman and, uh, you know, all those things, all those accolades that they say about him, they're absolutely true. Yeah, a lot of the guys from your era that I have spoken to that wrestled for him, it's it's what you said is you could almost uh, copy and paste that with every one of oh, those really? guys. I, yeah, I, mean, I, I, think everybody I don't think says anybody would ever thing. say yeah. a bad thing about Coach Morgan. I know anybody on our team never would. I wouldn't, and and uh, I know nobody else would either. So he, he's a class act for sure. Who was the big rival for you? Who was guys? the big rival for us? Well, our freshman year was Tennessee. Obviously, we right. beat them. They, in fact, they came here to McClellan Gymnast one. I think it was a Friday night or something. We wrestled. I don't know. If we'd ever beat them before. Truthfully, if we ever had wrestled, did, you beat them as a freshman? We did beat them. Absolutely, we beat them. We beat them pretty good, really easily. We beat them. Yes. So it was Tennessee and Tennessee and us. There was about ten thousand people at McClellan watching it, and uh, we we wow. we spanked them pretty good. How do you get ten thousand people? In I mean, it might, that's probably high. <laughs> maybe seven or eight thousand. Whatever. Still, it was, we still won. though, <laughs> that place is a it's a bandbox. Yeah, you, you put that many people yeah, in. But I, that's that's what makes it. Special. Was it hot? Was it hot? No, it wasn't hot. No, it wasn't no, hot. Not not compared to what it you know heat didn't bother us. So we were right. used to that. So. So we, we had a good – it was we, just, we spanked them pretty good, really good. Kerry, welcome home. You bet. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be Appreciate here. Appreciate the time. You bet. You're welcome. Thank you, man. Thanks to Kerry for giving us some time and a, and a chance to talk to him about his playing days with the Chattanooga Mocs. Women's golf at Chattanooga was still relatively in its infancy when Emma DeGroote came over from Australia to join just hired Chattanooga golf head coach Colette Murray and get the women's golf program back off the ground in the early stages of that program. Emma DeGroote went on to have a stellar career at Chattanooga. She was the 2011 SOCON Golfer of the Year. She was the 2008 Southern Conference Freshman of the Year. Multiple-time honoree on the Dean's List and the Honor Roll. Three times Golf World Golf Digest picked her as a player to watch. She still holds the majority of the season in career records for the Mocs. She had six career wins. 20 times she finished in the top five. 24 times she was in the top ten. All that in just 45 career events. So without further ado, it's our conversation with the Hall of Famer, Emma DeGroote. Uh, well, first off, welcome back. Thank you very much. Bring us up to speed now. Since your uh, career here at UTC ended, what has Emma been up to? Uh, so after I graduated, I turned professional. Uh, and then I played for four years on the tour just underneath the LPGA. And then I played for a year on the LPGA. 
Um, I stopped playing about three years ago and now I live up in um, just outside of Toronto, Canada, and I work at a club there and I teach golf for a living now. Do you miss the, uh, the, that level of competition? Uh, yes and no. It, you know, it takes its toll on you mentally when you, you know, have to play under that much pressure all the time and it puts a lot of strain on your body when you have to train that hard. So certain aspects of it I don't, I don't miss at all. Um, but, you know, the, the traveling, the seeing the world, the camaraderie with the other girls on tour, that kind of stuff I, I do miss. So yes and no. It's great to be able to play for fun now. Exactly. Although the expectations are still just as high as they were when I used to practice all the time. So it can be a little frustrating. Yeah. The, the pressure you put on yourself in a sport like that, it's, it's the same way, you know, with these guys that are, that are wrestlers. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of thing because it's such an individual sport. You it put is, so yeah. much on yourself. You, you're, you're very much exposed when you play an individual sport like that, you know, your score is posted for the world to see, you know, your results are right there. There's no hiding. There's no team around you that, you know, can take some of the brunt if it doesn't go well or whatnot. But that's also what makes the victory so special because, you know, it was you out there playing on the course or you and your caddy out there doing it together. So like everything, it has its positives and negatives, but it definitely takes its toll. So take us back to... First off, you came to a program that was like new. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Right? I mean, there was there wasn't there was no history basically. Mm -hmm. You're stepping into something. First off, a little bit about the process of you coming here. Why Chattanooga uh, to to come here to play golf? Well, to be honest, I hadn't really thought about going to college uh, back when I was uh, going to go to university. It wasn't really a thing that many of Because you're from did. Australia. Let's, yeah, for from, those yeah. that don't know, <laughs> yeah. you're from Australia. I am. I have a little bit of a twang now because I've been over here for so long. But, yeah, so I wasn't even really looking at it much. I, I had gotten into a, a college back home and I was just going to, you know, try and do the golf on the side. Um, and then I actually had uh, one of my friends from Coffs Harbour reach out to me and he played on a golf scholarship uh, with Colette, who is the coach of UTC women's golf team. And she was trying to start the program. And he said, you know, I, I think you'd really like it. You know, I know you'd like Colette. Um, so why don't you give it a go? And coach got in touch with me too. And after, you know, speaking with my parents, it was one of those things that it was like, well, you can always go and you can always come home if you don't like it. But if you don't ever, if you don't ever give it a go, then you'll never, you know, you might always regret it. So decided to take a chance, come over here. I'd never left Australia before until I came to live here, um, but ended up loving it and no regrets at all. So how long of a trip is it from your home in Australia to here? Uh, so my parents and I flew in. We got in the day before yesterday. Door-to-door, uh, -door, it took us just under 30 hours, and that was everything went perfectly smoothly. Flights were great. Everything was awesome. It just takes forever. <laughs> when you came... Did you know that the program was in its its infancy the way that it was? I did. And, you know, I thought that that might actually work well for me. Um, you know, I come from a relatively small town back in Australia. So I think had I have gone to a big school with a big program, I might have felt a little bit sort of lost and overwhelmed. It might have all been a little bit too much. Um, you know, so being able to kind of come into a school with no sort of expectations you know, it, it kind of freed me up a little bit, you know, to be able to, you know, myself along with the rest of the team, we were sort of able to set a bit of a culture ourselves, um, which I think was really sort of special and, and important and I think made me feel a lot more comfortable. 
that program under Colette has always had, and certainly when you were here, there was a little bit of an international flavor yeah, there was. to it. There was, it was a, a lot of accents that were spoken. Yeah, it's, it, uh, you know, I've got friends now from all over the world based on uh, just the team I played with for the, for the four years here, which, I mean, golf is such an international sport. Coach is from Scotland, so she's got a lot of international connections. And I think a lot of Americans, because they grow up in this system, you know, they might have a school that they want to go to from the time that they can walk because their dad went there or their brother went there or whatever it is. Um, whereas, you know, us coming from overseas, we don't have that. We don't have that allegiance off the bat. So, you know, it's it's a fun opportunity and, and I think it's it's a good way for us to be able to get out, get out and see the world a little bit, compete against the best. Um, and, and coach has really sort of taken that and run with it. And, and I know that she's always kept that little international flavor going on. You guys had success too, right from the start. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was immediate. You were a big part of that. Um, take us back to that first year, your recollection of your first year at, at, at UTC and, and women's golf. I mean, <laughs> the memories are a little hazy now, which I mean, it was only, I guess it was 13 years ago, I guess that I came here. So I remember, I remember it being exciting everybody because we were, you know, we were all new to the team. We we're all new to the program. So everybody came in with such positive attitudes. And again, like I said before, no expectations. And then it wasn't sort of too long in that we realized, Hey, we actually have a pretty good team here. I think we could actually do something pretty, pretty special. And I just remember it being so fun to be able to, you know, see the look on other teams' faces or other coaches' faces when we would show up. You know, for a while there, we only had four players on our team and you take five to a tournament and the top four scores count and we only had four for a little while. So everybody had to play, everybody had to show up. And uh, it, it's fun to be able to defy expectations and I think we kind of thrived on that a little bit. Um, it made us work harder. Once we realised how good we could be, we pushed to be even better and we worked really hard and it you know it paid off so the story goes you guys had to to get a fifth member you had to pull in a soccer player yeah we had the uh the goalie of the soccer team she was from finland and she wasn't really a golfer um she just enjoyed to play golf so we kind of had to I remember coach spending a lot of time with her trying to train her up just to get her I mean we never expected her necessarily to count on a scoring level but we needed five players to be able to qualify for any kind of postseason golf so she came in and she was a great asset to the team and obviously like I said we needed her to play but yeah not too many teams that had a you know a soccer player in there in the recruiting so uh, the story goes uh, did she break a hundred I think she did I don't remember specifically but I'm pretty sure she shot in the 90s once or twice maybe (laughs) I'm not sure what does this mean to you, this opportunity now to get that phone call that you're going into the Hall of Fame? You know, when I found out, it was a little bit a little bit surreal, I suppose. Um, and the more I've thought about it, it's just whenever you do anything, you want to leave an impression. And I felt that way when I played here. I always played for the team. I played for coach. I played for my family, all of that sort of stuff. And you want to be remembered. And so just to know that forever now in the history of UTC, 
no matter how long it, it goes for, my name will be there in the Hall of Fame. Um, so that legacy will kind of live on. Is It's something really special when you sit down and you think about it and you let it all sink in. Um, you know, I've never really been one to think necessarily very not, – not, not highly of myself, but like never to really reflect back and think, oh, I've really done well or whatever, whatever it is. But as I have sat back and thought about this and this opportunity and this moment that I've been given, it, it's very special. Who's with you this weekend? Uh, so I have my fiancé. Uh, and my parents. So my fiance is from Canada. So she flew down yesterday and, um, my mom and dad flew across with me from Australia because I was back home visiting. How often did your family get a chance to watch you golf while you were here? They were very good at coming over considering how long the trip is. Um, so I, I usually, they would come at least once a year, um, in some form or another, like either my parents would come together or there was times where like my mom would come with my grandma and my aunt. Another time my dad came with my two brothers. So, you know, in some form or another, I did have, you know, a fair bit of family support each year, which was awesome. And I actually think of my six wins that I had um, while I played at UTC, three of them were with when I had family there. So that was always kind of special to be able to pull something good out when they made the effort to come all the way over. Is there a tournament? or around even that stands out the most in your mind? There is, and, and I don't know specifically why this one does because I know I won, you know, I won the Southern Conference Championships with family there, but the one that stands out the most is we played um, the University of Florida's tournament, and I think this one stands out because, like, the field was so strong. Like, University of Florida is a great team. They pull in some really great schools. And uh, I had my mum, my grandma and my aunt there visiting and um, I got into a playoff. So the, the final round, we, me and another girl from another school finished on a tie. We were in a playoff. It was a three-hole playoff and I won the playoff. And, you know, to have my team there watching, to have my family there as well and to win a tournament, at, you know, at such a big school, I think it was a real turning point for me mentally that oh, I think I actually could do this for a living. You know, I can compete against you know, just because these schools have bigger budgets or fancier stuff, it doesn't make it, you know, we're just out here playing golf and I think I can compete against these girls. Was it a golfing family? Is your mom golf, your dad golf? Everybody golfs um, to various levels. My dad isn't particularly gifted at the sport. Um, my mom is an avid golfer. She golfs, you know, a few times a week and both my brothers play. So we did grow up, you know, my brothers never played competitively by any means. Um, I was the only one that did that, but we were still able to, you know, go out and play golf as a family. Um, it was always sort of a part of the, of the household. Like I said, mum, mum plays pretty avidly. Um, so yeah, it, it was definitely always a part of my childhood, I would say. When you're teaching golf now, how often do you find yourself saying something that Colette told you 13 years ago, 12 years ago. <laughs> Very often because the, you know, so much when you look at the average amateur golfer that, that I coach, you know, there's obviously mechanical things that, you know, you have to work on, but so much of it is, you know, the mental game or course, course management or all of that sort of stuff, which was all the things that were drilled into us when we were here at college, you know, making the smart choices, making the percentage plays, all of that sort of stuff. Um, as well as when, you know, when we would practice, 
coach being from Scotland, she would always have us work on our short games in the most creative ways, you know, because over there you have to do – golf is a different game right. in Scotland than it is in America, you know. So it really, you know, for me, it helped my game tremendously. You know, you could see shots in different ways around the greens, all of that sort of stuff, you know, hitting the same chip shot with four different clubs, you know. So if I have students now that are, you know, having trouble with their short games and that sort of stuff, I love to, you know, get them using different clubs, get them trying different things just to open their mind. And that's exactly what, you know, what we had to do every day at practice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks to Emma for giving us some time. And next we'll turn our focus to the volleyball court and Laura Newberry. It's kind of fitting that we have Emma DeGroote and Laura Newberry both together because I think these are maybe two of the best female athletes that Chattanooga has had, uh, not just in recent memory, but maybe of all time. Laura comes in as the NCAA career digs record holder. She is a two-time national libero of the year. She's arguably the greatest defensive specialist ever to wear a Chattanooga uniform. During her four-year career here, 3,176 digs. That led the NCAA with a single-season record of 942 in 2007. She was a three-time All-Southern Conference selection, led the nation in digs twice. She was the 2005 SOCON Freshman of the Year and still holds the UTC single digs record with 51. That came against Wofford back in 2008. Here's Laura Newberry. So, Laura, if you don't care, I, I want to kind of go back because – in addition to being one of the one of the best uh, that Chattanooga has uh, UTC has seen, one of the best female athletes this city has seen, not just in volleyball. You were a heck of a softball player at Baylor. I used to be, yes. <laughs> why why volleyball over softball? Because you could have had the chance, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. You could have had the opportunity if you wanted to play softball in college, whether here or someplace else. You could have. I could have, yes. Why volleyball? Because I didn't enjoy softball anymore. It felt more like a job to me because I've been playing it since I was four. I played travel ball. I played pretty much every season of volleyball or of softball that you could play. And I just, I just didn't enjoy it. If, every, time I, every time we had a game, I dreaded it. I just didn't enjoy it. My dad was really big into softball. He was my, he was my coach, and I didn't enjoy that either. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of seven to receive the Scrappy Moore Award as a student athlete and then go into the Hall of Fame. Yes, I was told that. I didn't know. What does that mean to you? What does this weekend mean to you to get this honor? Um, this is – I've described it as probably one of the best accomplishments I've ever had. Um, and to not really even try to strive for anything, I just wanted to do my best and I really enjoyed my team and – that's all I really cared about. And then just to get this award was just a bonus to something that I just genuinely enjoy doing. I still play today. And it's just something I – it's just a big part of my life. You played for Lisa Rhodes. I did. A little bit about her influence and impact on you. Well, she took a chance on me because I was the – I was probably the last person to sign at UTC because I – up until my – Junior year, I thought I was going to play softball. And then my senior year, I said, I just can't. I just I cannot play softball in college. And so I was like the last person. And her just taking a chance on me because she just saw some of my college, uh, my high school games since I was local. And her and Coach Shea would just come and kind of just scout me out. And 
and they really just they took a chance on me and I can I'm so grateful for that and she just she always no matter how well I did she always expected more which actually which helped me to just be the best that I could at every single game and that's kind of how I I felt like how I did so well is I could I always felt like I could do better and she always really made me strive to to you know get if I got a certain amount of digs I could have gotten more if I would have you know done this and she just really helped me to realize my full potential we just talked to, to Ronnie Powell who played football here it's been 37 years for him your weight to get this honor hadn't been that long. It wasn't that long ago, it feels like. And to those of us who remember you playing and followed you as a player at Chattanooga, it certainly doesn't feel like it's been that long since you were here. Yeah. What does that mean for you to get this honor this early? I mean, it's definitely an accomplishment because I still feel um, – I still feel like I'm a kid, you know. I just – I um, – it's been a gosh, I graduate. I got done in 2008. So yeah, it hasn't been that long. And I'm just now kind of still developing in my career. And I just feel like I definitely didn't expect it to be this soon. Um, but I mean, I just I, I can't even wrap my head around the fact that I'm being inducted in the Hall of Fame at all at UTC. So I, it honestly still hasn't even hit me yet. Bring us up to date on what you've been up to. <sighs> Well, I currently am a probation parole officer in Georgia, just in North Georgia, just across the Tennessee line. And um, I've been doing that for about seven years. So that's a very interesting job. I bet. I would assume there's stories you could tell. Probably make a great podcast, but probably not for this podcast. <laughs> probably not. But yes, I've seen it all. Um, so other than that, I've just been – I still enjoy playing volleyball. I've actually just – started well past couple years running spartan races doing some crossfit so i'm still in the athletic field not as much volleyball anymore just because my body's a little is a little older but i'm um, definitely still staying active and working and i'm living just like i said across the border in georgia but i'm still around so i guess you've heard the news about beach volleyball coming right i have i'm very jealous about that would you have liked that game now, I'm not so good at that being short, not being able to jump very well, especially in the sand, but I would have definitely enjoyed getting to at least try. So the NCAA record for digs in a season, the NCAA record for career digs. Yes. That will be yours forever. Um, take us back, first off, to – when you when you set the record, when the record was yours? When I set the record, I actually just talked about this the other day. Um, we were actually losing the game that I set the career digs, and um, they stopped the game. I was a little mortified because I don't like people staring at me. I don't like a lot of attention on me. And so right. they stopped the game, announced. All my teammates came and gave me a hug, and I actually said, can we get this over with? We're losing, and I would like to, I would like to get back to playing and try to win this game. And so I actually remember kind of being a little embarrassed. Um, so that was another one of those where I was more concerned about the game at the time, and it, it, the record didn't really hit until after the game, where I was like, which I, th I think we still lost. So I wasn't ex as happy as I could have been, but I just remember just, let's just get this going again. All eyes will be on you this weekend, though. Right. Well, I just actually went through a public speaking class for for my work, so I'm getting a little bit better at it. So, 
Well, that's now who's going to be with you this weekend? Um, it's going to be my parents. Coach Rhodes is is coming. My boyfriend and a few of my close friends. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, thanks to Laura for giving us some time this week, and thanks to all, and a, certainly a, a hearty congratulations to Carrie, Emma, and Laura uh, for being inducted into the Chattanooga Hall of Fame here at UTC. We'll come back. We've still got another Hall of Fame conversation you're going to hear coming up. We'll visit with a former football mock in Ronnie Powell, a guy who was a defensive lineman and led the mocks in tackles as a freshman as a defensive lineman, and Derek Curse, who still holds the school record for highest average of points per game in a single season. We'll have that conversation for you coming up next time here on Mox on the Mic. I'm Chris Goforth. Thanks for being with us, and go Mox. Go Mox.